Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight Podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for, for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, so no matter what uh, your setup is like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer answer and polls are the best way to get them talking you can attach that to your your podcast there and, and you get your you get you know valuable interactions with your fan your fans and uh <clears throat> with spotify for podcasters you can earn money in a variety of ways including ads and podcast subscriptions and best of all it's totally free with no catch and that's uh that that is true um, <laughs> supposed to do a testimonial here, um, but anyways, this is the the podcast I use or the podcast uh host that I use. I like Spotify. They're uh they're very good on just letting you do your thing, uh with uh with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcast on Spotify and, and this is uh this is a great way to get started if you if you've ever thought about starting a podcast this is where I would send anybody to go um <clears throat> best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for podcasters app or you can go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started and yeah if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify podcasters is your spot. So uh, go to spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central, bringing you your May 26th cattle industry headlines. Brought to you by 4T Ag Insurance, your go-to contractor for ag insurance. The folks at 4T Ag are dedicated to providing you with insight, information, and alternative risk solutions to fit your business and personal needs. They offer both crop and drought insurance, and they, and they offer LRPs on both fed and feeder cattle. If you'd like more information, head on over to www.4tag.com. Net. That, is, that is the number four, T-A-G.net. We are also sponsored by American Beef Producer Magazine. They are doing their best to promote nutritionally wholesome beef through their Real Beef Made from Plants campaign. This campaign is reminding the general public that beef is already made from plants. It is not some fake product sitting on a grocery store shelf with an ingredients list a mile long. Uh, when we all know that product, uh, even though it has beef written all over it, it is either plant-based or even even worse, grown in a lab. So to promote beef, they are selling t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and caps. I encourage you all to check out what they have to offer. Head on over to 
realbeef.shop. And finally, Ag Risk Advisors. They manage your risk so you can manage your operation. With the weather being unstable, there is no better time to look into coverage for your feed crops. The annual forage deadline is right around the corner. With their state-of-the-art technology and second-to-none customer service, you can be confident that your policy is in good hands. Ag-risk advisors, risks averted, legacies preserved. According to Shaley Stewart with DTN Progressive Farmer, there are times in the market when we can all feel comfortable making projections. We can rely on technical and fundamental data to shed light on what's coming around the next corner. But then there are times like we are currently experiencing with the 2022 feeder cattle market when you need a crystal ball, a fifth of whiskey and dice to roll. Whether we're considering the conflict between Ukraine and Russia, uh, the drought covering the majority of the western part of our country, or the lingering effects of the pandemic, there's a lot of volatility and uh, moving pieces in our cattle market right now. And don't forget the effects of our weakening economy, increasing cost of gains for feedlots, astronomical inflation, and grain prices that cannot seem to find a ceiling. So according to Stewart, there are three bullish factors that continue to bode well for our feeder cattle market. Beef cow slaughter, supply and demand fundamentals, and U.S. beef exports. First off, beef cow slaughter. Our nation's herd is being called at levels that we have not seen since the 1980s. So far in 2022, there have been a little over 1.4 million head of cows slaughtered just this year. That's 179,100 head more than last year and almost 310,000 head more than the market's five-year average. 2021 was a record year for cow slaughter, but little did we know that 21 wouldn't even hold a candle to 2022. Last year, out of the 52-week calendar, there were 18 weeks when beef cow slaughter exceeded 70,000 head. So far in 2022, there's only been one week when beef, when beef cow slaughter has not exceeded 70,000 head. That brings us to supply and demand fundamentals. Obviously, there will be fewer beef cows contributing to our nation's feeder cattle supplies, and demand for those cattle will most likely strengthen, it will increase, and prices should go right along with that. They should anyways. And the last bullish factor, a strong export market. According to the U.S. Meat Export Federation, from January through March, beef exports this year have totaled just over 281,000 metric tons, 7% above 2021. And this is is a head-turning number because 2021 was a dang good year for beef exports. So the fact that we're seeing an increase this year is, uh, is a strong supportive factor in our U.S. beef cattle market, according to Stewart. Then we have the other side of the coin, uh, three bearish factors to consider. Corn prices and high feed prices, consumer demand, and beef imports. The price of corn as of late is somewhere between 7 to $8 a bushel, which means feeders could be facing cost of gains as high as $140 to $160 a day. These costs will require feedlots to receive significantly higher premiums for their fed cattle than what they are currently receiving. Keep in mind, corn is not the only expensive feedstuff in a ration. We all know this. We can talk about hay. Uh, hay supplies have been depleted, so hay prices have stayed elevated, to say the least. 
Next, consumer demand. Over the last few years, we have seen incredible consumer demand, despite the fact that consumers have uh, paid astronomical prices at the meat counter. But inflation is now draining consumers' wallets and money is even harder to hold, money is harder to hold on to than it has been probably since the 80s, I'd say. And there's legitimate concern that inflation, this issue with the consumer dollar not going as far, will impact beef demand. And finally, imports. According to Stewart, to date, the U.S. has imported 482,643 metric tons of fresh beef, up 25% from a year ago. Also to date, our country has imported 35,406 metric tons of processed beef, up 27% from a year ago. So a minute ago, I just touched on the fact that beef exports are up year over year, 7%, which do not, I'm, that is great. I think it's great to see that. It's wonderful. But yet we look at our imports. Fresh beef up 25% and processed beef up 27%. Um, those exports are quickly overshadowed by all this beef that we are bringing into our country. Shaylee Stewart, we all know her. She does a fantastic job. If you do not already follow her uh, cattle market news on Facebook, she covers the markets, everything affecting the markets every week. Again, does a tremendous job. And she is also with DTN Progressive Farmer. Drovers has reported during the third week of May, cattle feeding margins averaged $87 per head, according to the Sterling Beef Profit Tracker. That average was $43 a head lower than the previous week and $35 a head lower than a year ago. Packer margins for the third week of May averaged only $178 per head, up $11 from the previous week, but down $746 from the same week a year ago. Based on five area fed cattle prices, the third week of May averaged $141.25 per hundredweight, about $2 per hundredweight lower than the week before, but the average was up $21 per hundredweight from the same week a year ago. Feed costs for cattle marketed last week averaged $470 a head, up $7 from the previous week, and up $113 per head compared to the same week back in 2021. Cattle slaughter has been moving right along. Last week, slaughter totaled an, estimate, an estimated 680,000 head, up 23,000 head from the week before, and up 161,000 head from the same week last year. Finally, Reuters has reported, on Tuesday, China suspended beef imports from four Brazilian slaughterhouses, two from JBS South America and two from Marfrig. The Chinese government has yet to give reason for these suspensions. This news came, this news came hours after authorities from Brazil and China met and agreed on advancing their bilateral trade, trade agenda. There you go. That is all I have for news for you guys this morning. Um, my thoughts and prayers obviously go out to the community and everyone affected by the elementary shooting down in Uvalde, Texas. The shooting that occurred on Tuesday can best be described as horrifically evil. It is unimaginable the pain that those families are feeling, the community, the loss is um, insurmountable. So obviously many people in our country are now calling for gun reform. And if you want to make guns more difficult for people to get hold of, go for it. That is not going to stop criminals like the 18-year-old uh, down in Uvalde that shot up the elementary. 
That young man, if you're not aware, he violated numerous gun laws. So why didn't those gun laws stop this horrific accident from happening? If you want to put more gun laws in place, shouldn't that stop situations like this? No matter what, no matter what, if someone wants to uh, make such an event happen, has that much evil in their heart, they are going to find a way to get a weapon and make it happen. We don't have a gun problem here in America. We have a heart problem, and that's because of our culture. Look at the evil that surrounds us every day, and our youth especially. The music they listen to, what they watch on television, the video games they play, the magazines they read, there is an incredible amount of violence and evil. Here in the U.S., evil is sold as good. And at the same, at the same time, what our country was built on, God, well he's, well, he's shunned. We've taken him out of everything. And you wonder why these horrific things continue to happen in our country. I do believe um, that more extensive background checks when it comes to purchasing a firearm is not a bad thing. And I also believe that the mental state of individuals that are purchasing guns, that should be evaluated. I do not disagree with that at all. The thing that worries me is they want to take, take automatic uh, assault weapons away. That's the first step. And what's it going to be next? Handguns. Because, because if a criminal like this cannot get a hold of uh, an assault weapon like he was using, um, he'll go to a handgun. Or maybe he'll go to a shotgun. He will always go to something else. He will find something else. Heck, if you give him enough time, if we take enough things away, he'll go to a crossbow. No matter what, they will find a weapon. If the evil is there, they will make it happen. My point being is that before you know it, if... If it goes far enough, which I hope it does not, we will become a country of unarmed citizens. What if you could ask all the Jews that Hitler rounded up and murdered, or all the dead Russians that Stalin killed, or even the Venezuelan, the Venezuelan people and the Cubans, or just recently the Ukrainians? They were unarmed when Russia rolled in. If you really want to fix this problem, we need to change our country's culture. We can no longer let our country revolve around evil. There is not a gun problem. There is a heart problem. That is all I have for you guys this morning. That is all I have for you guys this week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. It's supposed to be toasty here. Enjoy the sunshine, this beautiful weather. I'll catch you next week.